So we are going to get into chapter 12 tonight. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, we probably ain't going to finish chapter 12 tonight, if that's a shocker to anybody. We're going to keep going the way we're going. My intention is not to blow through chapter 12 tonight. There's so much in here, and this is a good chapter. Um, You know, last week, I think it kind of set the stage a little bit for uh, for chapter 12, because if if you remember at the very end of chapter 11, um, it says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your heart, and walk in the sight of your eyes, but know that for all these... For all these, God will bring you into judgment. Therefore, remove sorrow from your heart and put away evil from your flesh. For childhood and youth are vanity. Or childhood and youth, we could say, are vanishing or going away. And I think that sets it up beautiful for tonight, how we, you know, we, how we touched on last week. Enjoy your youth. You know, how important it is to live life for Christ as a youth um, because it's easier, in my opinion, to start off when you're young. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more tonight too, that sometimes a lot, it seems like the older we get, the tougher it gets for change, right? A little more stubborn we get, a little more set in the ways we get. And it's just harder to change some things. And I think we've all noticed that too throughout the years as being a Christian uh, I wouldn't say always, but, you know, a lot of times it seems a little bit easier to understand and talk with our youth about the Bible and about God and the truth versus somebody that's got their own set ways or their own beliefs and their own thoughts that are up in, up in years. They seem to combat and, and fight with you a little bit more. So it is important, you know, to remember, uh, to remember God in our youth and, and set, the, set the pattern because as we know, it don't get any easier the older we get. You know, it, things change, uh, and they're different, but they're, they're not easier as a Christian. You know, we still have our challenges. There's still obstacles. There's still things that we've got to overcome and figure out a little different way to do it than we did when we were 20 or 30. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's still the obstacles there, but it's just better to start you know, when we're young. And plus, it's going to make a better life for you too, right? If you, Can you imagine, a, you know, going through your youth and your young years as a Christian versus not a Christian, you know? It's, to me, it'd be like night and day, you know? The world and not the world. So we got to live in the world, but of course, we don't have to, have to be the world. So, but anyhow, that's just a real quick, what I wanted to say. Does anybody want to mention anything um, up to this point, maybe where we left off last week, uh, before we get into chapter 12. So chapter 12, verse 1, remember how we kind of left off on uh, 11, and just remember it's just, it's kind of shifting, I guess I should say that, I shouldn't say it's just picking up from chapter 12, so chapter, or 11, chapter 12 is really fixing to get into, um, what's the word I'm looking for, y'all? Um, where he's making us kind of painting a picture for us, so to speak, or setting the stage for you, um, in f- figurative type things, I guess you could say. Um, so remember that as we, you know, as we shift into chapter twelve, he's going to kind of, and I, man, going through it and studying it and reading it and looking at different things. It just, man, it makes you stop and just 
and, and think about it. It really makes, makes me really stop and think. But kind of let's put together what he's trying to get us to see here in these verses. So chapter 12, verse 1. Remember now your creator in the days of your youth before the difficult days come and the years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. Okay, he says, remember also your creator in the days of your youth. What do you think he says, what do you think, I guess, first off, when he says remember? I mean, is it like, remember, like, don't forget the eggs at the grocery store on your way home? I mean, that's remembering something, right? What do you think that means when he says remember your creator in the days of your youth? need to learn God in your early years. Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, it's like know God, build that relationship. Care? Okay, yep. So constantly just remember and not just like, oh, yeah, I remember now. I was supposed to remember God, you know? Hello? Yep, and that's kind of what I was starting off with a minute ago. Um, It's easier when you're younger. You know, it seems the older we get, like you just said, it becomes harder and harder and harder. Um, I know some adults that are so set in their ways that you're not going to get them to move. It's just an argument at that point. If you get to that point with them, they're not going to budge. I, that's what I believe, and that's what I say I do, and blah, blah, blah. Ain't nothing you can do to change your mind. Um, and once you get to that point, man, you know, it's, that's, that's terrible. But to y'all's point, yeah, remembering God, build that relationship now and get to know his will and how you to live your life now. Because I tell you what, too, and me and Cheryl talk about this, some of the youth, not here, but some of the you know youth that our boys hung out with, we know several of them, they've heard the truth. They've heard the truth. A lot of them know the truth. Now, they might not be acting on it now or they may not. You might not know it by seeing them now, but who knows one day something may happen or something may click in their mind, and they're like, you know what, I know better, you know, or I remember hearing this or I remember that. It, it, you know, it may take one, it may take some kind of accident or whatever, but if they remember that, they can pull it back in their memory, and then, you know, who knows, they may could, you know, straighten their ways out. But I guess what I'm saying, there's never, to me, there's never any negative to learning the will of God sooner than later. It's always better. I think we'd all agree with that. Jim? Yeah, that's true. Yep, and we're going to see that as it unfolds through the verses, but you're right. You know, one person's young, maybe the older we get, you know, the older, you know, we say, that's still pretty young, right? Yeah, that's real young. So, (laughs) A new Christian, okay. Could be, but I, I think it's more of the the age, your 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 cycle, or where you're at in life, because it does. We're going to see a huge progression, as Jim mentioned, as we go through the verses. Beverly. All right, so here we go, verse two. Now, th- this is I think when it really shifts here. So remember, <laughs> everything that we're reading here tonight is is written right here. Okay, so we're going to discuss it and talk about it, but just because you know. What we talk about, what we say, is because it's right here in the Bible. And I tell you what, I don't know if you know people like this too, and 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm seeing it more and more in some people, but don't you say, would, would you say a lot of people, the older they get, the more honest and brutal they become? You know, more honest or more brutal or more open that they become? You know, they, it seems like when they were younger, they would kind of not be so expressive, but the older you get, man, there's some folks now that if you just better be ready because they're going to tell you like it is, whether you like it or not, and it might hurt, but they're going to tell you what they see and what they think, you know. <clears throat> I think we all know people like that. So not that others are trying to hide anything, but just some people are a little more <laughs> in your face with it, not really. Uh, and then some people say, well, they deserve that right, you know. They, they've got to the point where they can do that if they want to. Uh, but anyhow, as we start in verse 2 here, we're going to see a lot of, like I said, the figurative type language that's going to set the stage and Solomon's kind of painting a picture here. Um, so verse 2 says, while the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain. And the years draw, years draw near when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light, the moon and the stars are not darkened, and the clouds do not return after the rain. Does somebody want to take a stab and just kind of get us started on what he's probably talking about there? Yeah, and if you remember too, joy, uh, like the joy is referred to like in the Bible when it talks about uh, the sun and the light. Um, if you remember, we talked about the sun and the light um, can refer to as joy and excitement. So you're right, as far as kind of the different stages in, in the life, if you if you will. Like the younger you are, the full sunlight, you know, it kind of represents more of a, a younger, I guess you could say. And then as the eyesight becomes the moon, you know, you can still see pretty good by the moon, but not quite as good as the sun, right? And then by the time, like it says, to the stars, then that's kind of glimmering away. It's not as... It's kind of like the sun, the moon, and the stars as far as life and brightness. Uh, and then, of course, there's complete darkness. Jim? Jim? Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, kind of setting the stage. Yeah, if you look at it that way, setting the stage of what we're about to, to read. Because you're right, in verse 3, towards the end, it does, those who look through the windows grow dim. Is re- yeah, it, well, and that's before that. The grinding one step. Well, hang on. Before we get too far. <laughs> yeah, I've got all that. Let's don't get too. Go ahead, Roger. It is. It is. It is. And I, I think it's just kind of like I said, the symbolism or the figurative speaking kind of painting a picture for us. Um, but, and then that's all we're doing, just eyesight and our health and teeth and hearing and that sort of thing. It's all going to go through there, but. Jim, thanks for pointing that out. I, I probably got ahead of myself there, so that that makes more sense to how it set the stage there, since it does talk about our vision uh, in verse three. Uh, yeah, especially if you feel like things are starting to shut down, you're starting to use your lose your abilities, and you can't go and do like you used to. I can I can see that. You know, people would question, well, "Why am I still here?" But to your point, maybe there's a reason, and maybe it's for you or for whoever or, you know. We don't know God's timing, obviously, you know. 
So that's a good point, though. Let's go to verse 3. He says, In the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men bow down, when the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look through the windows grow dim. So he says the watchmen of the house tremble. So I guess you could say the house, if you think about it, the house could represent the whole person. And then you have the watchmen of the house tremble. Um, and from what I was able to, and it makes sense. I mean, what, what, what do y'all think that could be? Because I, 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 was, I was reading where it's kind of like the first things that you would see or come across or what maybe the first thing you might notice or whatnot. And I've got all them too. I didn't have the brain as the first one though as far as your mental, which I mean, again, that makes sense, you know. I mean, good point. I mean, but still what you said previous still makes sense. I mean, if you, because it does go through a lot of the, the you know, the different, the vision and the uh, different parts of your body. So that, you know, that, that could definitely fit. But then I do have, as far as the mighty, verse 3, talking about the mighty men stoop, where, like Jim said, you know, you, your back maybe goes over, your legs aren't quite as strong as they used to be. You know, they used to be strong and carry you anywhere you want to go, and then the older you get, the, the more your legs aren't quite as firm and sure as they used to be uh, when you were young. And then, yeah, according, you know, the grinding ones stand idle because they are few, which, I, you know, we talk about, Maybe the teeth or the, the lack of or the scarcity of teeth, uh, I guess you could say. Uh, they're just not what they used to be. You know, they're not, they don't do the job they used to be, and it ain't as easy as it used to be. And, you know, that's just starting to go, you know. And then just to finish that one up where it says, those who look uh, through the windows grow dim. And, of course, we mentioned as far as how our vision begins to suffer and, you know, something I'm, starting to deal with too where you're starting to hold things way out as far as you can to read it to kind of bring it into focus and you know that's just a natural progression your eyes are like everything else you know the older you get the harder they've worked and they're wearing out you know they're getting they're getting tired just like everything else um but then i I did have noted here the sun the moon and the stars you know kind of like Mike mentioned in the beginning, as far as they began to experience total darkness, which if you think about the sun, the moon, and the stars. So, all right, anything else on chat, uh, verse 3 there? Okay, let's read verse 4. When the doors are shut in the streets and the sound of grinding is low, when one rises up at the sound of a bird and all the daughters of music, brought low so what do you think what he says here and the doors on the street are shut as the sound of the grinding mill is low what do you think the doors may be referring to yeah and I, I I agree with that I was gonna mention that too as far as you're right your appetite it and I notice now my appetite ain't near what it was just 10 15 years ago now it depends on what day it is I guess but most of the time, I can just nibble a little bit and keep going. You know, I don't have to have the big meals like I used to. But Psalms 141.3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. 
Jim, are you going to sound like, like you were? Well, let's hear it. I want, no, that's what I want to hear because I, you know. I've always looked at it. No, and that makes sense too. I, you know, and I, I see that and that makes, you know, but then I, and then I look at what Mike said because, and the doors on the street are shut as the sound of the grinding mill is low, which to me, that's almost like you're eating less. So you're not grinding as much or eating as much. So that's becoming kind of low, but. Uh, no, I mean, I, anybody else got any thoughts or comments on that one? So he continues on and says, uh, And one will arise at the sound of the bird, and all the daughters of song will sing softly. And one will arise at the sound of the bird, and all the daughters of song will sing softly. Well, well and a lot of it, too, you know, from when I was reading and studying all that, you know, the older you get, a lot of times you're hurting, you're restless, you don't sleep well, and you just get up early, you know, then you might, you know, rest throughout the day or whatnot, but you just really don't sleep too solid and well, so you get up, you know, with the chickens, like Barbara said. Thank you, guys. We're going to stop there. <laughs>